Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We here at the Fumbling Four Network take mental health very serious. If you or someone you know is having thoughts of suicide, please reach out to the National Suicide Prevention Hotline at 1-800-273-8255. If you don't like talking on the phone, you can text or start an online chat. Once again, the number is 1-800-273-8255. Welcome to the Resident Evil Lorecast, the podcast that will explore the various mediums and lore of the Resident Evil franchise, such as the video games, movies, novels, and more. And here are your hosts, Ariel, Daniel, and Aaron. Got something that might interest you. <laughs> well, welcome back to the Resident Evil Lorecast. I'm your host, Aaron, and joining me are my fellow hosts, as always, Ariel. Resident Evil 5. <laughs> yes. And Daniel. Hi there. <laughs> Today, as Ariel already stated, we're going to be discussing part one of Resident Evil 5. You just had to do that, didn't I you? I did. <laughs> and that's how they do it in the title screen. Yeah. Well, without further ado, let's talk about Daniel's favorite Resident Evil game. Yeah, the only best Resident Evil game. Uh, False. Lies. (laughs) I'm going to be the meme. Prove me wrong. (laughs) (laughs) I think this podcast does that. (laughs) What? I don't think they've made a bad one. Of great. They did make a bad one. But that's your opinion. (laughs) No, I was thinking. um, Oh, oh, uh, yeah. That awful one we haven't talked about yet. Oh, yeah. Umbrella Core. Yeah. Yeah, that was awful. But anyway. <laughs> okay, I take that back. There's one bad one. Yeah. So Daniel, what do you got for us? Start oh. us off. All right. Resident Evil 5 is known in Japan as Biohazard 5. Huh. Who'd thunk? It is the seventh video game installment in the Resident Evil Survival Horror series for the PlayStation 3, Xbox 360, and PC at that time. Mm-hmm. I do have it on multiple consoles because yeah. it's great. It was developed and published by Capcom, so we know it's a great game. <laughs> it was officially announced Resident Evil 5 on July 20, 2005, but then it was released March 5th, 2009, so almost four years later. Yeah, that seems to be the uh, reoccurring theme through video game companies nowadays. It has a gold edition release of the game 
that followed the next year and has also been on most consoles with the gold edition after that which contains the DLC mm-hmm. it was later subsequently ported to several platforms which is when it had the gold edition and other than that that's a great game so that's <laughs> what <laughs> sort I of have on the summary that it says it's a great game so moving on from Daniel Ariel what do you have for us Oh, you know, some things and stuff. Could it be possibly plot? No, I'm not doing plot today. Just kidding. Let's talk (laughs) plot. So the background story of the game is told exclusively in Lost in Nightmares, which is a featured side story or a prequel to the main story available as DLC or in the Gold Edition. So I kind of want to talk a little bit about this. Okay. This is set during a previous mission hinted at in a flashback from that game. It is about one hour in length, depending on the difficulty and experienced players can beat it in under 30. It is altogether one chapter filled with classic puzzles and moments calling back to the first Resident Evil. So the main article raid on the Spencer estate. The BSAA receive a tip off on the whereabouts of Umbrella's founder, Oswell E. Spencer. Chris Redfield and Jill Valentine are assigned to raid his estate and arrest the elderly man in the hopes he will have information on where to find Albert Wesker. After breaking into the estate, Chris and Jill see that the entirety of Spencer's security is dead and are forced to relive old memories as they make their way through traps and puzzles that are harrowingly similar to those of the Spencer Mansion. Combating multiple blobs that roam the estate, they finally reach Spencer's office but are instead confronted by the sight of Spencer's corpse and none other than Albert Wesker standing over his body. Chris and Jill waste no time in trying to apprehend Wesker, but their efforts are of little success due to Wesker's superhuman speed and strength, and they are easily overpowered. Wesker finally prepares to deliver a blow that would end Chris's life. Seeing seeing what is about to happen, Jill, without hesitation, makes the ultimate sacrifice to save Chris's life by selflessly lunging at Wesker and sending them both through a window and over the side of a cliff. Chris can do nothing but watch helplessly as his partner falls to her apparent death. So that is the premise of Lost in Nightmares. So I'm going to stop us right here because I want some personal opinions about this DLC. I'm going to start with Daniel on this one. How do you feel about the DLC being only about 30 to uh, thirty minutes to an hour long? Yeah, it definitely took me longer than that. <laughs> Plus, trying to avoid the blob during mm-hmm. that. But I liked it overall. I mean, it kind of sh- shows you... Because if you don't play the DLC and you play the main story, you don't know how Jill got where she is. Mm-hmm. So I like that it's in there for a little bit of closure as far as some stuff yeah but I it could have been longer like mm-hmm. I to lead up to the mansion because you don't know what Chris and Jill were doing before they even got to the mansion yeah how did you feel about it Ariel I mean I agree with Daniel on the whole closure of what happened to Jill because when I played five to begin with 
I had no idea why Jill was like that. So, yeah, I liked it because it explained what had happened. Mm-hmm. I I think we're all in agreement here because it was great closure, great wrap up, but I have to agree with Daniel. I feel like could have been a little bit longer, especially for the price of that DLC. Though the price wasn't terrible, I still feel like we could have got a little bit more out of it, especially compared to other video games where you get DLC and it's, you know, right around the same price and it's a little bit lengthier or, you know, more to it. There's more meat to the potatoes. Yeah. So anyway. like meat and potatoes. (laughs) It's the best kind of soup. Anyway. (laughs) Soup? Said anything about soup? So what else do we got for plot? Okay, let's get into the main story now. Mm. So the game starts in 2009, six years after the destruction of Umbrella and 11 years after the destruction of Raccoon City. Chris Redfield is sent to investigate possible bioorganic weapon smuggling in Africa. Upon arriving in the Kijuju Autonomous Zone, Chris meets his partner, Sheva Alamar, of the BSAA West African Branch. Together, they attempt to rendezvous with the BSAA's Alpha Team, who are attempting to intercept a BOW smuggler named Ricardo Irving. By the time Chris arrives in the city, most of the townspeople have already been infected with Type 2 Plagas, although they initially refrain from attacking Chris and Sheva, since they have not yet been ordered to. Instead, either ignoring them or giving them hostile glares. However, the situation quickly escalates as their local contact is publicly executed and the crowd's agitator discovers their presence, resulting in an open confrontation between the two agents and crowds of Plaga-infected Majini, and also the executioner. Barely escaping from the Majini, Chris and Sheva make their way across town and find Captain Duchant, the only remaining member of Alpha Team. Duchant is fatally wounded, however, and warns them of Irving's deception before handing them a data file and succumbing to his injuries. Soon afterwards, the two find themselves face-to-face with a bizarre and dangerous creature, seemingly made of leech-like worms with Chris correctly assuming that it was responsible for the destruction of the Alpha Team. They destroy the creature by locking it in an incinerator room and activating the flamethrowers, and then send the newly acquired data to headquarters. Later, the West African BSAA Delta Team finds and rescues the pair from a crowd of Majini on motorcycles. That was a fun part and Captain Josh Stone, leader of Delta Team, gives Chris a memory card containing images of research material. Among these is an image of Chris's supposedly dead partner and close friend, Jill Valentine. Chris and Sheva continue their search for Irving and eventually corner him in a building beyond the mines, although he escapes with the help of a mysterious hooded figure later revealed to be a brainwashed Jill, and unleashes a bat-based B.O.W. on them. After they defeat the monster, BSAA agent Dave Johnson shows up in a 
gambit and escorts them across the savanna as they are pursued by more Majini on motorcycles. Which was fun. To rendezvous with Delta Team. Unaware that they, with the exception of Josh Stone, have already been wiped out by yet another B.O.W. They arrive to find all of their comrades dead, and Dave himself is crushed underfoot shortly afterwards, as an homage to the first appearance of El Gigante, a B.O.W. from Resident Evil 4, on which this new B.O.W. is based. Yeah. Chris and Sheva use the machine guns on the back of a gambit to battle the monster, eventually defeating it. Once they do, they are ordered to leave the area and report back to headquarters, to which Sheva initially agrees. However, Chris is determined to find Jill and elects to continue his mission anyway, prompting Sheva to change her mind and follow him. Using the data they procured from the mines, revealing the real location of Irving's scheduled transaction, they head for an oil field beyond the marshlands. It is during this time that Chris reveals the truth behind Jill's supposed death. In 2006, three years prior to the game's events, Chris and Jill were working to track down Albert Wesker. They attempted to gain answers from Umbrella's former president, Oswell E. Spencer, after they learned of his location, hoping to apprehend him as well. And, you know, the rest happened in what I already mm -hmm. explained. So let's continue on. Arriving in the marshlands, they travel through a small village inhabited by the Depaya, an indigenous tribe who were infected with type 3 plagas by Irving after he told them that it was a vaccine against a deadly disease, which in reality did not exist. As they escape the village, they discover a pair of tents belonging to Tricell, along with a series of notes implicating the company and the spread of Las Plagas throughout the region. Chris and Sheva reach the oil field soon afterwards, where they once again encounter Josh Stone, injured but alive, and Irving, who responds to their presence by blowing up the entire facility and escaping on his boat. A little excessive, don't you think? <laughs> right? Have you seen Irving? <laughs> the BSAA catch up with Irving's boat, however, and corner him. With no other options left, Irving injects himself with a dominant species Plaga sample provided to him by Jill and uses it to try and defeat the BSAA agents. Using the machine guns mounted on Irving's ship, Chris and Sheva destroy him despite his extreme makeover. <laughs> yeah. He blames his predicament on Excella Gione, director of Tricell's West African Division, further implicating them of involvement, before telling the two agents to search in a nearby cave where they can expect to find all the answers they're looking for. Chris and Sheva head for the caves and discover an underground civilization that is home to more Plaga-infected Depaya, who are guarding a long-abandoned grotto containing a mysterious flower known as Stairway of the Sun, which the agents would later discover is the source of the progenitor virus. 
journeying deeper into the area, they find a research facility that was once used by Umbrella, but has long since been taken over by Tricell. When they come upon the pods seen in the research material they acquired earlier, Chris frantically searches a nearby computer for Jill's location. However, an enormous B.O.W. named U-8 appears before they are able to do so. Defeating the monster, they proceed to find Jill's name in the computer, only to discover that the pod which held her is now empty. Excella appears on screen and tells them to leave, denying any knowledge of Jill and ultimately revealing that she was the one who ordered the BSAA to evacuate after they defeated Desu. You need to go now. You found out too much. <laughs> right. Deeper into the lab, Chris and Sheva encounter Excella once again, but she unleashes another creature similar to the one that wiped out Alpha Team, which they are forced to destroy with a flamethrower. They later encounter Jill in an underground cavern, and Chris fires a stray round which knocks away her mask, prompting Wesker to finally make his appearance. The agitated Chris is quickly left speechless when Wesker reveals that the mysterious hooded woman is Jill. Chris attempts to reason with her, but she attacks him with a flurry of hand-to-hand moves and starts an intense battle. Wesker arrogantly claims that he can spare only seven minutes to fight them and eventually leaves the task to Jill. So I want to bring up something at this point with Jill. This is the first time we actually get to see full-on Delta Force Jill. Like, she is a total badass in this fight. She probably had some help from something. <laughs> Except she ultimately loses. Yeah. <laughs> but I just I just wanted to make a point that this is the first time in the entire Resident Evil series. Yeah, Jill's a badass by her own right. But this is the first time we actually get to see those Delta Force moves straight in, you know, actual action. I'll give you that. (laughs) (laughs) So, Chris again calls out to Jill and she attempts to resist the P-30 used to control her. Wesker then activates the device, causing her great pain and administering more P-30. In the process, she rips off part of her jumpsuit, revealing a device attached to her chest. Jill attacks Chris and Sheva again, and they work together to subdue Jill and remove the device from her chest that is administering the P-30. Chris then cradles the severely weakened Jill, and she apologizes to both, stating she was fully aware of her actions, but could do nothing to stop them. She tells Chris and Sheva that she will be fine and orders them to stop Wesker. Chris objects, but grudgingly agrees when Jill questions, don't you trust your partner? As they leave through an elevator, Jill says, you're our only hope to survive this. Chris, you're our only hope. (laughs) Where have we heard that before? Whoops, different podcast. So, (laughs) Chris and Sheva manage to board Wesker's ship and soon locate Excella. She flees with a briefcase containing various chemicals, dropping a few syringes in her haste, which Sheva collects. They eventually catch up to Excella once more, although she is now infected with Ouroboros. 
Wesker calls out over an intercom, casually discarding the heartbroken Excella. She believed that she would rule alongside Wesker and his envisioned utopia, but he only saw her as a pawn. Yeah, don't ever think you're going to work next to Wesker, ever. Yeah, he, he's, he pictures himself as a god. We know this. Right. In response to this, Chris comments, Wesker doesn't give a damn about anyone but himself. There's that god complex right there. Yup. Simultaneously, the Uroboros leeches burst from Excella, killing her and consuming the surrounding pile of corpses. The resulting monstrosity is nearly big enough to sink the entire ship, forcing Chris and Sheva to use a satellite laser device to destroy it. Afterwards, they continue to pursue Wesker, who reveals his plan to spread Uroboros around the globe with a bomber, destroying most of humanity and ruling over the survivors as a god. Joe then calls and informs them of Wesker's weakness, regular doses of a serum called PG-67A-W. Overdoses would weaken him, and Sheva realizes that the case Excella dropped earlier contained the serum. After doggedly pursuing Albert Wesker across the wilderness, Chris and Sheva find themselves in the bomber's hangar. Wesker had stalked the plane with enough Uroboros carrying missiles to infect the entire planet. In the ensuing struggle, Chris manages to inject Wesker with an extra dose of the serums Excella dropped. This greatly weakens Wesker, causing him to flee and escape to his jet, although Chris and Sheva are able to catch up to him. Wesker reveals that the bomber is now climbing to the ideal altitude for global saturation and that he plans to unleash the virus shortly. Chris and Sheva continue to fight Wesker, with the former injecting him with yet another dose of the serum. He is then blasted out of an airlock by Chris, but manages to grab onto Sheva. Tortured by his memories of Jill and the Spencer estate, Chris jumps forward and catches Sheva's hand after she loses her grip, refusing to let her share Jill's fate. Sheva shoots Wesker in the face and he falls into the caldera of an active volcano. The bomber itself crashes into the same volcano soon afterwards. The two agents are shocked to find that Wesker is still alive. Having finally lost all that remained of his sanity, he plunges his right arm into an intact Uroboros missile and is immediately engulfed by the virus. The Uroboros-empowered Wesker pursues Chris and Sheva throughout the volcano, ranting about his visions for the future of mankind. But as Chris gains the upper hand in the fight, Wesker's sanity deteriorates even further. Refusing to accept defeat and screaming, I can't lose, not to you. Eventually, the heaving volcano causes the ground to crack and melt, sending Wesker tumbling into the magma. Josh, piloting a BSAA helicopter, spots the pair, and Jill Valentine kicks a ladder down to them. Chris and Sheva barely escape as the ground melts beneath them. Enraged and defiant, even in the face of his own mortality, Wesker attempts one last gambit, snagging the BSAA helicopter with his monstrously mutated arm. Jill tells Chris and Sheva to use the RPG-7s mounted on the rear. The two partners send a pair of anti-tank rockets 
racing down into the corrupted face of Albert Wesker, ending his life in a cloud of flame and ash. As the chopper flies away in the final cutscene, Chris remarks, More and more, I find myself wondering if it's all worth fighting for. He looks at Sheva and Jill and concludes with, For a future without fear, yeah, it's worth it. The game ends with the chopper flying into the dawn. Dawn. All majestic-like. Couple things we forgot to mention there. Uh, Chris punches boulders. (laughs) That's probably why Rusker thought he couldn't be defeated. (laughs) So, yes. Chris punches boulders, and it is one of the most iconic memes and talked about things still to this day. He got strong between his last actual <laughs> full-fledged game. Oh, goodness. So, yeah, that is our plot for RE5. Couple things I want to pig- piggyback on here. I thought it was really interesting how they wrapped up Wesker in this game. And his ultimate demise was his original team. Plus Sheva and Josh. They don't count. <laughs> I think it was fitting a nice fitting end to Wesker even though we all know he's not dead mm-hmm. I mean come on he can't be he's got a clone out there somewhere <laughs> we can only hope well that's my fan theory anyways <laughs> he's got a clone out there yeah I, I personally I really liked this wrap up from Capcom you know b- you think about how far we've gone, even in this podcast, going through the stories. Wesker has always bested everyone. And it's to me, it's like poetic justice that at the end of it all, the first people that he duped are ultimately the people that end him. I think it's because he figured he was so high and mighty that no one could defeat him so he didn't he didn't register their power you know what I mean it's like being strong enough to defeat him so he underestimated oh, them most definitely and you know since he beat them the first time that just that did not help his cockiness at all you'd never find my weakness of giving me too much serum <laughs> another thing I wanted to talk about here was I like that Yes, the poetic justice thing, you know, they're bringing back some old characters, but I like the introduction of two new characters in this. Me too. I like Sheva. <laughs> and, you know, our pilot was here and there, but I like the introduction of him, you know? Well, you get a little more if you do the Desperate Escape DLC, but it's not much story-wise as far as about him. Yeah. you just But you get playtime with him. Yay! <laughs> so, Yeah. That's all I got to say about this, and that means it's time for our mid-break. Well, here we are in the middle of the show. You know what we do this time? Go to sleep? No. You die? Mm -hmm. No. You are dead. Oh, my God. No. We thank our patrons. Like... Anthony Bellotti, Remington Cloutier, Chris Slate, Wolfslur, and Saint. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, you guys are awesome. They are they're awesome. Uh, on, a, on a serious note, thank you to our patrons. Without you, 
this would be incredibly difficult to do. And thank you to our listeners and everyone who shares us with friends and family and coworkers. And it's just awesome to know that we're building this really cool community and everyone out there is listening and loves it. And it's just, it's just awesome. It's just awesome. That's all I got to say. (laughs) Yeah. Without you listeners, we wouldn't have a podcast. Nope. (laughs) But on that same note, we have a couple new reviews. We got to read out. So first off is great podcast. Five stars from Jogum 29. And it reads, I'm really enjoying this podcast. I've always wanted a podcast about the Resident Evil lore. And now I have it to listen to at work every week. I've played all the Resident Evil games since I was a kid, starting with RE4 PS2 version. I'm a 90s kid, but I really love them. And most recent one I've beat is RE2 Remake. I love it. Keep up the podcast as they get me through work and keep me well informed. Much love from Utah. And I think we might have read this one before, but it's okay. (laughs) So the next one we have is so much lore. Five stars from Nick Jagger 94. I love that name. So this one reads, I've never played the Resident Evil games, but I've watched Markiplier play them and I got so into it. You need to play them. If you got the ability, play them. They're great games. I love watching the gameplays. This podcast goes even deeper into the games. It just adds way more depth to it. I absolutely love it. Episodes packed full of interesting backgrounds, history and viruses I had no clue about. Great job, guys. Love the podcast. Let's go, Leon. That's another one for you, Ariel. Yeah. All you haters (laughs) out there, Leon's the best. And finally, we have Keep Up the Amazing Work, five stars, from Kuthbag. That's another one. That's that's another name that's just... (laughs) It says, I always like listening to the podcast when I'm at work, and it gets me through the day. Well, I'm glad we can help so many people through their day. You know, that's what we get a lot, honestly, with the reviews. We get a lot of people to say, this helps me through the day. And honestly, I listen to a lot of podcasts at work as well. The podcasts do help us get through the day. And that is one of the major reasons we do these podcasts, because we want to be able to get out there and help you get through the day, bring a smile to your face get you the info that you're really hungry for, but you just don't have the time to research for. It's it just all the podcasts we do on our little network. We do for you. We do for the listeners. You know, that's why we're always developing new ones and we're always, you know, giving as much time and dedication to the ones we have. It's for you the listeners. So we appreciate you when you, you know, share it and you leave these reviews, they really help us get discovered. It's fantastic. Keep it up. We appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, thanks everyone. <laughs> so, on that note, let's move into some info dumps and merch. Cuz I know I have an info dump today. Boy, do I have one. So, let's start with Daniel. <laughs> All right, I brought an article. No, just kidding. It's oh, merchandise. Oh, you are a liar. I was going to say, you are a liar. Yeah. Have you ever wanted 
to look like you punch boulders? Yes. Yes. Then if you buy this Biohazard 5 Chris Redfield polo shirt and you're swole, <laughs> or you don't have to be swole, you can just look swole, you can look like Chris punching boulders. It's got BSAA on the front. It's mm-hmm. also got a patch on the back, but it does look like it's pretty short-sleeved. So if you are rocking some muscles, you might be able to punch the boulders. I'm just saying, if somebody buys this, we need pictures sent to us of them punching a boulder. Don't actually punch the boulder, though, because you're going to hurt your hand. You know you will. Just look like you're going to. Just look. I need people to pose for pictures of punching boulders. (laughs) Or even if you don't get this shirt in the Resident Evil Discord, send us pictures of you posing punching a boulder. (laughs) That would be great. It would be great. I think we might have to start this trend. We all might have to take pictures of ourselves attempting to punch a boulder and posting them on the Discord and Twitter. Hashtag boulder punching. Hashtag boulder punching. (laughs) But you can find this. I need to tell you guys where to get this shirt if you want to look like Chris. On Oto on otakuplan.com it runs $22.99 more than likely before shipping but it is the Biohazard 5 Chris Redfield polo shirt Mm. so if you need that that'll be in the show notes and we look forward to your boulder punching pictures (laughs) (laughs) so moving on from boulder punching and awesome t-shirts Ariel what did you bring for us this week Well, first, I want to start off with absolutely nothing to do with Resident Evil, but if any of you know how to do glass blowing and want to teach me, (laughs) that would be fantastic. Because, ooh, these are pretty. So, yeah, anybody out there that would love to teach me glass blowing, go ahead. Oh, my gosh. Anyways, so I read an article. Uh, Of course. Much like I always do. Mm Mm-hmm. So this one comes from GG Recon. And the title is There's Bad News for Resident Evil Village Fans. So if you <clears throat> have been hearing the new articles, new stuff coming out and articles about uh, Resident Evil Village coming to Game Pass, unfortunately not going to happen. So a tweet from Major Nelson Yep. stated this was an error with how a discount for the title was displayed in the Microsoft store and has since been corrected. There are no current plans to bring Resident Evil Village to Game Pass. (sighs) I know. So I'm sorry listeners because that would have been pretty cool. It's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you want to do, like, a glass blowing of, like, something from Resident Evil, that'd be cool, too. <laughs> so, I have some more bad news, and then I have good news for our RE fans. So, first, I'm going to start with the bad news. So, the bad news is, recently, Resident Evil... Sh- had their 26th anniversary and we were all expecting this really big announcement and what we got was not what we expected so this article comes to us from Gamerant and the article headline reads Resident Evil fans unimpressed with Capcom's anniversary announcement and that is an understatement so essentially our anniversary announcement was just a thank you on the website 
It was just a big thank you. Now, where we do appreciate Capcom showing us appreciation, I think what the fans were looking for more here, especially since it's been a while since we've had any RE news. You know, we haven't heard anything about reverse we haven't heard anything about this dlc we're all kind of sitting in limbo land going what's going on so what did we i think we were all kind of expecting some sort of at least minor announcement of what's going on with development and we got to thank you so once again we re fans have gotten our hopes up only to be shot down again i feel like they're doing this on purpose i feel like they are too i feel like they're 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 pushing us down so that when the announcement comes it's going to be huge yeah. But if you're looking forward, if you've heard rumor that there's going to be another announcement in April, hold your horses. That was also covered in the thank you text box that popped up when you went to the website. It's going to be another thank you message specially directed towards the ambassadors of the Resident Evil fan page. So we appreciate you, Capcom. If you're listening, we do appreciate you for giving us a thank you. But give us some info here. That's what we're all really hungry for. Stop teasing. <laughs> so on to good news. Okay. So I was talking with Ariel earlier about this wonderful idea that I had about getting our family, you know, our RE family a little bit bigger, a little bit faster. So I have this wonderful idea that we're going to do a competition. And how we're going to do this is we're going to post this new episode on our Twitter page. If you share this new episode with hashtag Ari Lure, you will enter. You'll be entered to win a chance at getting a copy of Resident Evil Village for whatever console you wish. All you have to do, like I said, is repost the new episode with the hashtag re lore and you'll be entered for a chance to win a free copy of re8 or re village for whatever console you choose in addition to this if you're looking for an additional entry you can also post one of your favorite re moments and tag us with hashtag re lore or you can just tag us with at re lorecast so we'll be looking out for those and we will draw a winner on May 1st. So keep your eyes peeled. And it should be on Star Wars Day. <laughs> well, we'll see what the fans say on the Discord and the Twitter. We'll see what they say. <laughs> so with all that being said, I think it's time to jump to the end of the episode. Well, here we are at the end of the episode. I know it's been a long one, but it's it's been a huge info dump. <laughs> so, Daniel, do you want to go over a list of POWs? I certainly can. Mm. So I am sorry if I pronounce these wrong. As some of them are definitely spelled differently than you would think. So this is the order I'm going to go in. It's basically an alphabetical order, but we'll explain more in the next episode mm -hmm. what each one is. You have the Agile, the Blobs from the DLC, the Cephalo, the Chainsaw Magini, Crocodiles, Ooh. the Duvalier, the Executioner, yeah, the Kupepko, Liquors, Magini, 
Desu, the Depaya, Plaga C, Plaga Type 2, Popoke Arimu, Reapers, U8, also known as Ultimate 8, Ouroboros Ahiri, and Ouroboros Makono. Yeah, those are super difficult names to pronounce. <laughs> Some of them. One of them, I definitely... Listeners, I will tell you I had a hard time pronouncing like eight times. <laughs> it's a good thing Ariel edits these things. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to hear my, my terrible pronunciation. So, Ariel, I know we got a list of characters, too. We do? We, there was characters in this game? There were, no, it was just... It was just B.O.W.'s. Yeah. Uh, it's from a B.O.W.'s point of view. Now, that would be a fun game Oh, to my play, gosh. Actually. That's another episode. We're going to do that one for another episode. We're going to talk about a B.O.W. game. <laughs> so, okay, I'm going to list all these names off, but keep in mind some of them was in the uh, DLC and the Mercenaries mode. So some of these, you're like, oh, they weren't there. Well. <laughs> so, anyways, I have Chris Redfield. Sheva Alomar, Albert Wesker, Jill Valentine, Josh Stone, Excella Gione, Ricardo Irving, Oswell E. Spencer, Dan DeChant, Dave Johnson, Kirk Matheson, Raynard Fisher, Doug. Just Doug. Doug. Allison. Barry Burton and Rebecca Chambers. Barry Burton and Rebecca Chambers. Oh, they were mercenaries, weren't they? Yes. Yes. I had to think about it. I was like, they weren't in the. Oh, yeah, that's, they were. That's why I said, keep in mind, listeners, that. <laughs> that's why I enjoy playing as Rebecca. <laughs> so, with all that being said, I want to take a second to give a huge thank you to Ariel. <laughs> because I know, listeners, you hear a different tone in her voice. She was dead set on recording this episode for you, the fans, and she is suffering from a very bad cold right now. Uh, I thought it would be an improvement on my voice. Oh, get out of here. <laughs> so thank you, Ariel, for taking the time out for us here at the podcast and taking the time for the fans. Uh, and I want to say you're a trooper. You're awesome. And you do a lot for the network. And I just want to show my appreciation for you. Well, thank you for that. Thank you for your thank you. Um, I just love Resident Evil so much. So, you know, in sickness or in health, I'm going to deliver Resident Evil news to you all. <laughs> well, let's not get too far. I mean, I'm not going to let you record if you're that sick. I mean, <laughs> listen, when I'm like 99 years old on my deathbed <laughs> will be the final episode <laughs> Of the Resident Evil lore cast. I'll find enough topics to talk about until then. Don't worry. <laughs> well, with that being said, it's time to start talking unlockables for RE5. And boy, do we have a lot of unlockables. I'm not going to go through some of them, but I will list what they are just because it is such an expansive list. So we're going to start off with costumes. And of course, we're going to start with Chris. So Chris's costumes are the BSAA costume, which you get it right at the launch of the game, the Safari costume, you must complete the game, the Heavy Metal costume is complete the game, STARS costume is complete the game and collect 25 BSAA emblems, and the final costume is the Warrior costume, and you must purchase RE5 Gold Edition 
or for our Japan fans out there, the Biohazard 5 Gold Edition. I do want to comment on the Warrior one. I once made my friend put that as his background on PlayStation, like on his profile picture background, mm-hmm. because it's just Chris. If you go to the trophy, it's Chris laying down in this provocative pose <laughs> in this costume. So I was like, you should make this your background. That's just a tidbit for fans. So the next one we have to talk about is Sheva. So Sheva's costumes are BSAA at the launch game, Clubbin, you must complete the game, Fairy Tale must complete the game, Tribal must complete the game and collect 30 BSAA emblems, and Business Costume. It is the RE5 Gold Edition or Biohazard 5 Gold Edition. So there are costumes for our main characters. Let's get into some weapons. So the Gatling Gun, which is one of my personal favorite guns for the RE5 game, is unlocked and purchased from the store at $5,000. Nope. For $50,000 and is only usable by Chris. But tidbit of information there. (coughs) You have to unlock previous weapons like a Mm -hmm. machine gun all the way up in order to get that gun. Yep. I was just about to say that. Yeah. You have to unlock a lot of stuff to get there. So the next weapon we have unlockable is the longbow. Fully upgrade. You have to fully upgrade the S75 rifle. Yep. So fully you have to fully upgrade the S75 rifle to unlock the weapon for purchase for $50,000 and it's only usable by Sheva but it is awesome it is equally awesome as the Gatling gun in my opinion it's a one shot mm-hmm. yeah so the next gun we have on the list is Hydra um, you fully unlock the Ithaca M37SG to unlock this and is purchasable for 30000 you have the S&W M500 which is a magnum magnum you have to in order to unlock this you have to fully upgrade the SNW M29 magnum and this gun is purchasable for 30,000 the next gun on our list is the M93R in order to under upgrade this one you must fully upgrade the M92F HG to unlock it for a whopping price of 30,000 And the final unlockable gun is the Infinite Rocket Launcher. You must complete the game in under five hours to unlock this weapon, and it's free. Daniel, have you unlocked the Infinite Rocket Launcher? In one of my playthroughs, I have. (coughs) But I always go for playing a Sheva with using the longbow. Oh my gosh, that magnum. Sheva and the longbow are my personal favorites. This is awesome. The only thing is that there isn't an aim reticle like some of the other games mm-hmm. have. It's a little harder to aim sometimes or judge distance. Yep. But once you get good, like that's it. Yep. There's no stopping you. So we have a couple game modes we unlock here. Obviously, Mercenaries mode. You have to complete the game. The Mercenaries Reunion, purchase RE5 Gold Edition and complete the game. You have Versus, purchase RE5 Gold Edition. Lost in Nightmares purchased the RE5 Gold Edition. And Desperate Escape, again, purchased the RE5 Gold Edition. So there's a lot of things you can only unlock if you purchase the Gold Edition. But that's okay. 
gives us another reason to just play through it again. So this is the part where we're not going to go through every single one of them. Figurines. Um, I'm just going to go over a brief synopsis of them. Figurines are collectibles that can be bought within the bonus features and you can earn them throughout completing chapters or finishing the game in mercenaries. This is how you earn each one. Um, and there is a whopping amount of them. And some of them you can only acquire if you have the actual DLC and acquire it through the DLC. I do like with the figurines that it does show you an image of the character. Mm-hmm. And then you can also usually play an audio clip or two from that character or something yeah. they're saying. And that was a carryover from RE4 where it was the bottle cap figurines where there was like a little button on the bottom. It would push and it... I like I liked that they carried that over to five. So the next unlockable is none other than infinite ammunition. And you unlock this by completing the game and you have the ability to enable infinite ammo throughout the, another playthrough of the game. So there's nothing special you have to do for a lot of these unlockables except for beat that game. Well, you do have to have the points. There is well, yeah. points you gain from chapters and everything. So you may have infinite ammo, but you can't afford it if you don't have the points. Yeah. So that is another stipulation with some of these unlockables. You have to be able to purchase them with your points. So the next couple ones are filters. So you can you you can change the appearance of the game with different filters. Um, the filters are classic horror, B and W, and it is zero points. And you all you have to do is complete the game on amateur or higher. Retro is zero points complete the game on normal or higher and grain is zero points and you have to complete the game on veteran i usually just play it in the classic because <laughs> i don't need to be any more you don't need fanciness so that is our unlockables for re5 and honestly i'm pretty excited to go to the next episode because the easter eggs are a plenty in this game good <laughs> So, with all that being said, we're at the end of the episode. So, I want to thank everyone for listening again. And tune in next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us tonight on the Resident Evil Lurecast. We hope you enjoyed it. If you did, tell a friend. Leave a comment and review. If you want to keep chatting with us about all things Resident Evil, you can find us on the Robots Radio Discord. You can also chat with us at RE Lurecast on Twitter. Till next time, stay safe out there. And remember, we might have something that might interest you, stranger.